0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 201 of the Apple and Apps and App Addict weekly podcast. This is your host, Trevor Sheridan of appleonapps.com, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Brett Nolan of appaddict.net. Join us this week as we message each other about new phones, iOS, apps, and games. How are you doing today, Brett?
1: Doing pretty good. There's lots of uh, fun new features for my same phone that I still own. So it's uh, I feel like I got a new phone even though I didn't.
0: Exactly. That's kind of the fun of iOS 10. But before we get there, did want to talk about the iPhone 7 since I did pick it up. Pretty much Verizon kind of forced me to pick it up, so I accepted that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I got the black matte version. And that's probably the most noticeable distinction, because I've had the white iPhone since the 4S, and just the matte version, it's really, like, slick and subtle. It's not, like, in-your-face glossy, and I'm really liking it. And also, they moved the antenna bands to the side, so it's just a single sheet of black on the back. So is cool. it
1: a lot darker than the old Space gray used to be? Like, it really looks black, right?
0: Yeah, it's like a black one, and then even the Apple logo is black.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, that's right. Because if you got the the shinier one, they gave you the silver Apple logo, and this one, they gave you the the same black to kind of blend in with the matte color of of the black.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, that's obviously noticeable. And then Apple removed the home button, so you now just have this kind of area where the home button was. It doesn't actually click, but they give you three choices for taptic feedback of low essentially feedback high feedback and middle so i just picked the medium and for me it seems to be more responsive than actually pressing the home button it works you know it feels that clickiness of the home button but it seems to work effortlessly and you don't have to use as much effort
1: so it feels like you're pressing a button even though you're not
0: it does it does feel like you're pressing a button i wouldn't know that like if you didn't tell me that i wasn't pressing a button i wouldn't know okay cool And so that's pretty neat, though it's worth noting if you wear gloves that aren't those capacitive touch gloves, it doesn't work at all. Like if you just put your T-shirt over the home button between your thumb, your device doesn't do anything at all.
1: That's really good to know since we're entering in the winter time frame and uh, people are going to have to upgrade their their gloves for the winter time if, if they don't have the type that can... Yeah, the only other
0: option, you have to go to the accessibility options to unlock your device, and then, you know, you're essentially putting a button on the home screen.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, my my niece has that only because she completely destroyed her home button and it doesn't exist anymore, but was able to turn that on just before the whole thing went went south. So she uses that fake button yeah. on the screen.
0: And I guess the stereo sound is pretty noticeable, too. It just seems like the audio output of the device is distinctly improved and that goes kind of hand in hand with there's no headphone jack anymore and I always use wireless headphones the entire time I had the iPhone 6 so it's not that big huge adjustment for me but I did find that since the headphones included with the iPhone 7 are lightning connector, you can't use them with your Mac or like I'm using my microphone right now and it has the regular headphone jack those earbuds I can't just use anymore I can only use them with an iOS device.
1: Right, yeah, that wasn't even something I thought of until you had mentioned it, where, yeah, now you have this one set of headphones you're going to have to carry around that are separate and can't be used with all your other devices. Even though they include a dongle, that doesn't help you. So you need to have now either use that dongle and carry around a normal set of headphones so you have universal use across all your devices, or you have to now carry around multiple pairs.
0: Yeah, do they even make a dongle that goes from any other way like no no the, yeah to the headphone so, jack?
1: i'm sure they don't because who's gonna want to do that like they <laughs> want you to use the lightning port and use your devices in that port they're not gonna have it convert the other way around
0: yeah so that seems like a waste to even include those headphones at all for me yeah yeah but i mean the iphone 7 is not like this super huge advancement in iphone but i mean it's It's a definite improvement, especially because I get to use 3D Touch for the first time because I missed out on the 6S, and it takes a while to get used to of just how much pressure you're going to apply, but it definitely helps. And I ran the new release, Oz Broken Kingdom, on the iPhone 7 and my iPad Air 2, and I didn't notice any speed improvement or graphical fidelity changes running them side-by-side on the two devices, and that was the game that Apple showed off during the iPhone 7 event.
1: Well, the fact that the game is also available on Android, it's not like it's a iPhone exclusive or anything. That You kind of had to wonder how much. I mean, they do take advantage of the 3D Touch stuff, but that's only secondary. They're, they're not going to have major improvements over Android if it's some universal game that can be played on both devices. So, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting much. I played a little bit of, on my iPad Pro. I didn't bother on my phone, uh, but... Yeah, it wasn't... It seemed like like a typical game. I don't understand why it was so heavily featured, especially where it's an exclusive It seems it is a little confusing why Apple really promoted it during that event.
0: Yeah. And the most kind of noticeable changes I've experienced come with iOS 10 that's available for other devices like you mentioned at the top. But you do have the ability to raise to wake where you simply lift your device and the screen comes on so you can see all your notifications, and then those notifications are now interactive. And then also a simple swipe to the left brings you to all your widgets. And I haven't used widgets that much from iOS 9, but it seems like just the raise to wake, I want to put more stuff there so I don't even have to unlock my device to use a calculator or to see the ETA times to places I normally visit or access Shazam or any of that kind of stuff that I, I really haven't focused on, because usually when I'm clicking a button, I'm then ready to get into my device. This, I kind of just glance at my phone, and it feels like I can get more stuff done.
1: Well, even like just when you install iOS 10, it changes the functionality of how the unlock works by default. You can switch it back to the old style. So now, even if you're holding your finger on the the touch ID sensor and it won't automatically just unlock your phone you have to press down on the home button after it senses your finger to unlock it now by default that's how iOS 10 works so you're not unlocking it so fast that you don't have time to then switch over and look at all that useful information like the weather and all that stuff on those widgets so yeah the widgets become much more useful and it changes kind of the way you use your phone when it's locked. You're not just trying to quickly get in and find and launch an app to find this information or that annoying swipe down from the top to bring down that information. It's much easier and more natural to just hit the button. In my case, I don't have the wake when I lift it up. And so I hit the button once and it brings on the screen that I just do a quick swipe and then now I have the weather everything I want right there without even having to unlock my phone or do anything and it's so much nicer to have that information I mean this is one of the features that it really should have been there a long time ago and it's nice to just finally get it
0: yeah just that whole usability it kind of takes in the ideas of what the watch is supposed to be where you just glance at information rather than unlock your device, go into an app, press the home button, go back to the home screen, then go into another app and keep going into these little silos. Now you don't even have to unlock your device at all. Because previously with my iPhone 6, I usually press the, I, the home button to actually turn on the screen. So Right. Yeah, this way with the raise to wake, I can look at stuff, and then when I actually want to unlock my device, I'm pressing the home button, so it kind of fits into how I was normally doing it, but now it gives me more information before I actually do that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that Race awake Wake is like a new sensor that's on some of the phones. I know it worked with the 6S Plus. It doesn't work with my 6 Plus, and it obviously works with the latest model. So I don't know if there was a sensor that went in on the 6S models that added that or, or why it doesn't necessarily work with my device. But it, it's definitely something I would think would be super useful.
0: Yeah. And then there's all those notifications. I mean, iOS 10 is a pretty substantial update. The more you get into it, the more you realize how much Apple actually implemented. And those internet active notifications, they're going to develop as developers kind of introduce more things. But it's just neat to have, like, say, an ESPN score come in and not have to open the ESPN app. In my case, you just use 3D Touch, and you can see more of, like, Say it's a baseball game, you can see the box scores or you can even see highlights without actually unlocking the entire device.
1: Right. And again, then you can respond to messages. You don't even have to do you don't have to unlock anything to just quickly do the things that you don't want to have to go into your device and do all this stuff. It just makes your interactions quicker and faster. And the watch is a perfect example of that, where it that's how it should be. Like, you shouldn't be burying yourself in your phone all the time. You just want to get in and get out. And not get distracted. You just want to do the quick thing that you need to do. And I think this now helps you to do that without having to go in and launch all kinds of things and, and figure it all out. And then waste a lot of time on maybe getting distracted on something else where all you want to do is quickly do a, a response.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, sometime when a message comes in... You go to those messages and then you're like, oh, let me check Twitter or Instagram or check my RSS feed. And you start getting lost in all these different apps instead of just using a quick response to a message. Yeah. And so as kind of time passes before we get to iOS 11 next september (laughs) (laughs) developers are going to enable more interactive notifications and then they're also going to connect to siri so there's only a few so far but zova is a good example because you can just say you can say hey siri start a workout because hey siri works you know you don't have to be plugged in once you have the 6s so with the 7 all you have to do is say hey siri start a workout and it will pop up and then it says confirming you want to use zova and then you say yes, and then it will give you kind of your three exercise routine programs that you've selected. And then you can say which one or tap on it. And it takes you right to that without having to do anything else. And as yeah, I, I said, really... this is my phone activated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't really done much with Hayse uh, with here. I haven't tried Zova. I'm going to have to try that app. Uh, but... It's definitely a nice way where you can just quickly. It's all, I mean, this is what iOS 10 seems to be. It's all about making the experience quicker and allowing you to get to exactly what you want to do as easy as possible with multiple paths to do it, but still quick paths. And I think that's why iOS 10, it just seems like a really great upgrade because it just allows you to do things faster, even if you already have an older phone everything seems faster just because there's quicker ways to do things. And it's just about figuring these out, and eventually it's going to become second nature once you really get comfortable with this update.
0: Yeah, the one thing is Apple isn't really pushing the phrase that you, the phrases that you can use with these new apps. Like if you download Square, obviously you're going to say send payment, or if you download Lyft or Uber, you can ask for those specific services. But other services, it's not always clear what you can possibly ask like you know apple in the app store they include screenshots if the apples or if the app's compatible with apple watch or screenshots if it's compatible with messages but it should show you a little icon if it's compatible with siri and show you what phrases you can use
1: yeah that would be super convenient that way you know exactly how to interact with any of these apps you might happen to have installed
0: because it's not always obvious right now And then Apple Maps is an interesting one because it first launched with iOS 6 and a lot of people had problems with it. It was, you know, essentially made fun of and joked about. But Apple's been updating it with every version of iOS and during the year they're, you know, increasing the data size. And so with iOS 10, they're just essentially building more and more features that you've come to expect in other services, but now it's stuck right within the Apple Maps app. And probably my favorite one is just to be able to quickly search for gas or food places as you have turn-by-turn directions. Cause Apple's not being innovative with maps; they're still playing catch-up, but they're to the point where they've almost caught up.
1: Yeah, I mean it's becoming like a nicer, and nicer app that, and it's because it's right there, people will use it. Uh, I tend to use Waze just because it has that extra level of things where people can report police officers, they can report accidents and other things like that, um, where you know this stuff is coming down the line. I'm hoping that if more and more people get onto Apple Maps, that they start to introduce some of these features as well, where you have the crowdsourced information about various things on the road or various things coming up and it seems like that would be their next step especially if you could report it with like a siri call or something where you can say hey there's an accident on this road let other people know or something and that way it's you don't even have to touch the phone to report These various things and they get added in and this data gets added to it. But yeah, I'm impressed at how much this thing keeps getting better and better. And it shows that they've really now realized how far behind they were, put the right team behind it and tried to get it back on track and not just give up on it.
0: Yeah, so I think I'm going to give it a chance for a few weeks just with iOS 10 and the iPhone 7. I mean, I have Google Maps installed in case I ever get lost or whatever, but that doesn't usually be the problem for the directions I'm asking. It's more about finding specific locations and then using as few taps as possible to get the proper directions.
1: Yeah. The one thing I did notice is I don't, I don't obviously tend to use Apple maps that much, but when I, I was just on a business trip last week and when I landed in Seattle, all of a sudden it popped up a little notification saying Apple maps now has Seattle transit directions. And I didn't actually have to use the, the, the transit, but it was nice to know that now all of this, they're really expanding these certain services that were kind of left out at the beginning. And so it's the, it's definitely getting better.
0: Yeah, and so iOS 10 has those big features of interactive notifications and Siri third-party support, improvements to maps, there's the ability to have photo memories, but there's also some smaller things that are pretty neat. One of them is Notes collaboration. Apple had a demo of iWork collaboration, but you can do the same thing in Notes. You simply tap the little person icon in the upper right corner, and then you can send the link to your note via iMessage or email, or whatever the case may be, and then that person can start working on the note, and it does have that true real-time nature to it.
1: Yeah, this is what we, we thought we saw like years ago with iWork Suite that never actually worked, and we complained about it before, but we have tested this, and it actually works. Whether you're on your Mac doing it or you're on your iPhone, it's all comes up in real-time. Multiple people can edit this thing in real-time.
0: And then one of my favorite features is the ability to clear all notifications at once. I've been waiting for that forever. So now you can do the long press, or if you have a 3D touch device, you can use that. And you can clear all notifications with just one tap rather than clearing out the Instagram notifications, the Twitter notifications, or whatever it is.
1: Well kind of on a related note you can also now cl- close every tab at once in Safari as well. Yeah. Uh just by doing it. So they finally realized that people don't want to have to hit the same thing 50 million times that you can close everything at once and it's now we just need the ability to close all my open apps all from all with one tap. Yeah. That's the next step. And
0: then you can get voicemail transcripts, so listening to voicemails is always annoying. So now you can just get it all and just quickly skim through what they were talking about.
1: So do you know how to enable that? Because I got a voicemail tonight, and it did not translate it into text. I wonder I, if
0: you need a certain device.
1: Maybe. I've, I didn't. Know I, I, know I haven't gotten provider. a voicemail yet. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like a provider thing or if it was a device thing or what happened, but I knew it was supposed to happen with iOS 10, but I got a voicemail tonight and it definitely did not, or this afternoon, and it didn't actually translate it into text. I know it's a beta feature, so it's not even full release yet.
0: I have no clue. Okay, I'll, I'll have to find out once I get a message, but I love the idea of the service.
1: Yeah, I used to have that with my home voicemail where I had Vonage for, for our phone service. And it, was, it did, wasn't it perfect, but you at least got the gist of, do I even want to deal with whatever this voicemail is or listen to it by reading what it is? And it can save you time because, say you're in a meeting or something, all of a sudden like you get a voicemail. You can quickly look and see what this voicemail is and know if you need to get up and return this call right away or if you can wait. And so... It's it's a little time saver. It's just nice to have that option of not having to sit there and try to listen to something and just quickly read it instead.
0: And you can view lyrics and music, though every song that I've listened to so far, it doesn't have that option. So I guess you... (laughs) I mean, I use iTunes Match, so you'd think it would know what the song is since it's matched it at one point, but it still doesn't show the lyrics option for me.
1: Is that... I'm wondering... Yeah, because I didn't see it either. I'm wondering if that's... Uh, behind the Apple Music paywall, or is that supposed to just be a normal feature?
0: It might be. You have to listen to Apple Music songs.
1: Maybe. I I don't know. They seem to be, like, burying some things behind that Apple Music paywall, so who knows?
0: Yep. And then there's bedtime alarms, so if you have a problem getting to bed, your iPhone can now remind you, like, say you want to go to bed by midnight or 1145, you will get, like, a notification an hour beforehand (laughs) to get ready for bed. So you can ignore that, too, but...
1: Yeah, uh, that's not bad you, to remind you because sometimes you get lost in doing things.
0: Yeah, and then automatic mail unsubscribe is pretty neat because you get those annoying newsletter messages and then you have to go down to the very bottom of the message and go through that little fine print to find that subscribe button and usually they don't make it a different color. They make it blend in with all whatever color they have. So now with auto mail unsubscribe, the, mail, the stock mail app will find an app Or we'll find the link and put a big bar at the top of the mail to unsubscribe with one button.
1: Yeah, I've switched back to the stock mail app to try to take advantage of this to try to cut down on my spam. So I'll be using the stock mail app for a while now just to try to reduce the, the crap that comes in.
0: And then speaking of stock apps, you can now remove stock apps from your home screen. So you don't technically delete them. Their storage space is still taken up like it's however big iOS is. But you don't have to no longer, you know, if you're tired of seeing podcasts or stocks or tips or whatever the case may be, iTunes store, you can remove them so you don't have to just take up that storage space or that view space.
1: Screen space, Yeah. yeah. Podcast was first thing to go. I deleted it. That's how I tested it out. I never used that app. Yeah, I deleted stocks. (laughs) Yeah, I should delete that, too.
0: And then when you're doing that, so you remove them the same way as you do with any other regular app, where you just long hold and then they jiggle. And it's worth noting that not every single stock app you can delete.
1: Oh, you can't. There were only a couple that I wanted to delete, so.
0: You can't delete phone, clock, photos, camera, activity settings, wallet and find my iphone
1: well i can see why you wouldn't want to delete those or messages
0: safari and app store
1: safari that's kind of bogus because if you don't want to use safari you shouldn't have to but the rest of them i could see why they wouldn't want you to delete them although if you're giving a kid a phone and you wanted to remove their access to certain ones of those well safari you can remove in restrictions so they wouldn't see it yeah Uh, But so I guess they have ways that you can still remove them if you're trying to keep a kid from using certain things. Uh, But those make sense.
0: Yeah, the one kind of caveat with all this is that you still can't set a default action. So say, for instance, you delete Apple Maps and you have Google Maps instead. If you click on an address in like an email or something, it will pop up and say, error, you don't have Apple Maps installed. There's no way to go in and say, I want Google Ah. Maps now. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have to reinstall it, or just copy the address and paste it like usual. But it's kind of like a poor user design that you're gonna pop up with an error message.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess they just want you to go back to use the, their thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's the next step. Maybe that's iOS. iOS 11. 11. Be yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, not everyone wants to use the stock mail app or Safari. Or the stock camera app. I mean, Apple, on their page of new apps you can get for your iPhone 7, they suggest all these camera apps, but then, you know, the quick function from the lock screen where you just swipe to the right to access the camera, that's still always going to be the stock camera app, even if you delete or remove it from the screen.
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: You can't put, like, Pro Camera 7 in there or something.
1: No, but eventually you might be able to, say, take a picture with Pro Camera 7. So they'll have, like, a way you can do it with Siri, but... Yeah, Yeah, they do have a
0: widget that I enabled where it does have quick links to all the different modes in Pro Camera.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So that's pretty cool. But it is just one little caveat. Yep. And then probably the biggest part of iOS 10 we haven't got to yet because it kind of connects with the new apps and games, and that's messages. It's a complete overhaul to iMessage to kind of compete with WhatsApp and those various Facebook Messenger and the different... Options you have. So now with iMessage, you can send animated text, stickers, you can play games, you can send interactive, essentially, notifications right within messages, and there's a whole message app store. So there's a lot to go through with messages.
1: Yeah. Messages has gotten crazy. Like it's just, it feels like a whole different experience when you're in there because there's just so much stuff, content, stickers, whatever, you name it, that you can shove into a message when you're sending it to someone else.
0: Yeah. And so like the, kind of the basic tools, you type out some text and then from there you can 3d touch I don't know how it works on your device. Is it long press? Uh, you pressed?
1: do a long press on that up arrow. Yeah the, little,
0: the... yeah, the blue arrow send button to the right of the text entry. Yes. Yeah, you, you can do 3D touch or long press. And from there, you can choose if you want to use the invisible ink or make the text kind of animated as it comes in. Or you can establish those full screen effects. So there's five. You have balloons, um, confetti, laser, fireworks, or the shooting star. And those they're really neat looking but I mean if you don't purposefully think to go and find them you're not probably going to use them.
1: No, and there's one caveat for the um for my older device where you have that long press, you won't even get those options and let, if you have the reduced motion turned on, you have to turn that option off. Otherwise, if you do a long press, nothing is ever going to happen. So hmm. you have to make sure that reduce motion option is turned off. That's the one that kind of turns off the parallax view and turns off like the, the blurriness that happens when you swipe between pages of icons. So if you had turned that off, which I had just to speed things up, uh, I had to turn it back on because all of a sudden it wasn't working. And then I finally realized what was going on. If you if you yeah. have to turn that option off and then now you get that option when you long press that up blue arrow then you'll get the choice of these various animations for your for your message
0: and then you need both devices to have ios 10 because if you send it to an ios 9 or previous device you'll get this fun little message (laughs) sent with confetti In parentheses,
1: (laughs) yes, or or even if you send one of the other things like a sticker or something, they won't be animated. Like you'll just get like a static view of whatever the person sent. So at least it sends you something. It doesn't say you can't communicate with this version of iMessage. So at least it's there. But and it kind of gets people to upgrade if they want to see what else is going on. So I see whether. They're kind of taking a middle ground so that you know what they sent it with, but at the same time, you're kind of enticing them to actually do the upgrade.
0: Yeah. And then so the actual interface, it's not, I don't think, the most obvious. It's kind of as clean as you could do it. I guess you could make it a little bit simpler. But for now, if you want to go to an app, so you have to press this little gray arrow to the left of the text entry box. And then that gives you the choice of the camera the digital touch, or the app store. And if you want to use the app store, you click on that app store icon and then you'll get most recent. You have to press these four little gray circles in the bottom left to go to a different app or to go to the app store. And that's just not very convenient at all. You'll kind of forget or not think it's worth the hassle to send a Cookie Monster sticker.
1: Yes. You know, it's kind of weird. So, I mean, once you do bring up the app store, you can just swipe left and right to go through all of the various things you have installed, but that can be quite a bit of things and you're only going to see a little bit of it. And then you have to scroll up and down to scroll through like the various stickers, or you can press this other arrow that then makes it full screen for you to be able to better select from what's there, but it's still not the most intuitive setup. And I, I'm, Curious why they chose this design. I mean, it's a little confusing, especially where, like, even just bringing up those animations to begin with, it's, like, it, they changed the whole, like, it used to say send, right? And now it's just, like, this blue arrow that, at first, you don't even know what's going on, like, what is this arrow for? Is it, uh, I don't know, it just it's not very intuitive especially with the the digital touch thing that little logo like you know it looks like two fingers touching a heart and you're like what is this thing and they do the first time you go in they give you a, a description of what it what, what it is and try to explain it but after the fact if you just quickly click through that thing you have no idea what you're doing so read it when it comes up otherwise i don't know how you get back the the instructions again you'd have to google it and figure it out I don't really see the point of the digital touch. It's kind of stupid. Uh, the the stickers, them and all that other stuff is much more interesting. I just I don't understand what the point of digital touch.
0: Yeah, the one thing about stickers, I use the app Line. It's for essentially chat groups, and when you're typing. It offers sticker suggestions. It's an option. A lot of people turn it off, but for me, that's the only time I remember to use stickers. Like, you might type out money, and they have this money bear where he's throwing up, making it rain. And that's the <laughs> only time I would remember to use the sticker. And so I'd love for Apple to have some kind of sticker suggestions, because right now I don't I don't even remember. Or if I do, you go hunting through the stickers to find the right one.
1: Right. Yeah, there's no search on the sticker to find. I mean, they do have the suggestions for emojis now. So now when you're typing a message in that little quick uh, type keyboard section where they give you the suggestions, which are way better, by the way, they actually seem to predict much better about what you want to type for certain words when you type them one of the suggestions will be a little emoji for whatever that word you happen to want to type is so they do it with emojis i think it would get super confusing if they tried to do it with stickers as well but you would think that maybe they'd have a way if you tapped on the sticker button to have like maybe a page of suggested stickers based on the context of your message and maybe like these might be the ones you want to look at first and maybe they'll have what you want but to have it pop up in real time I think it would get really confusing based because they're already doing that with the emojis. And but otherwise, yeah, some suggestion or search would be helpful.
0: Or a replace after you're done. You know they have that emoji replace after you're done. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or but I I mean real time as powerful as these devices are, I'm pretty sure Apple could pull it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could.
0: But I see what you're saying. I just am not gonna think purposely or deliberately about accessing these stickers after, like, the first week of using iOS 10.
1: See, I think, so I installed this on, I upgraded one of my daughter's iPod Touches to iOS 10. They have the fifth gen. And I did not do the other one yet because she tends to be a emoji, like that Disney emoji game where you keep on unlocking the different emojis. I'll get just pages of those emojis. (laughs) So I have not upgraded her device yet. Like, I'm delaying on that, because I know I'm just going to get piles of stickers all over the place with her. My other daughter, she's a little more reserved with her sticker usage, so we, uh, she's already used a bunch now. She tried the digital touch, she thought that was kind of neat, uh, but I haven't installed too many sticker packs for her yet, so... Uh, it's just it the more and more of these sticker packs you install the it's the more bulky everything gets and i think that's when it's going to become unwieldy and people are going to kind of use it less just because there's too much to go through it's like yeah. when you install too many keyboards and now you gotta cycle through all these keyboards it's nice that they have the recently used stickers but obviously you want to vary which stickers you're using and not just use the same thing over and over again
0: yeah, I think search would be the best thing. Like, say you just wanted to say yes, and, you know, you can get the stickers and place them on the chat bubbles that you've got so you can resize them and rotate them with just pinch gestures. And so it would be cool if you could go and search yes, and then you'll have, like, a Star Wars yes appear and then, like, a Mickey yes or your Pac-Man yes. So you can pick which one you want depending on who you're talking to rather than going into each pack to find it.
1: Right. And what they did was like with the they revamped the whole photo thing where you now have these great searches that bring up all the pictures related to certain search words you put in. Why couldn't they do the exact same thing on these sticker packs? And now you can put some sort of a search thing in and they the people that create the sticker packs could have certain keywords to help you find certain stickers and then. Bam, you got this whole grouping of stickers based on the exact thing you want to to try to convey with a sticker. And so it seems like it it shouldn't be too difficult for Apple to add this and it would obviously make especially once you install like fifty sticker packs or however many of these things you end up buying or installing to try to get through all those and find exactly what you want much quicker.
0: Yep, exactly. And so then there's the specific apps within that aren't stickers, that are actual full running apps. And one cool one that we've been using is Game Pigeon, which gives you choices of either playing eight ball pool, poker, battleship style game, a word anagram type of game or an Othello type of game. And yeah, so Yeah, and And
1: so what you do is you basically just start the game up, and then it shows up in your normal little messaging window, and then you take your turn, and then you can add a little comment once you've taken your turn, and then you hit send, and then the other player gets it, and they play whenever they have time. So it's just like a turn-based, but it takes place all within your messaging window, your chat session with this other person. And then you just launch. And you launch the app right from within the message. You take your turn. Like definitely, the pool in this game pigeon is the best one of their offerings, and it's just, it feels like a meaningful move. So you get your turn. It's the controls are a little confusing at first, but once you play one one turn, you kind of get what's going on. And you just basically aim your shot. You pull back on this little pool cue, and you can adjust the the way you're hitting the ball. Like where what where on the ball you're hitting and then you pull back in this little pool cue and you release and then you shoot and then if you get it in you get to go for another ball and then otherwise your turn's over and then you pass off to the to the other player and it's just convenient to have it all right there within the message window and it's actually a really good pool game it's probably been some of the apps i've played and so it's uh it's just a fun little addition to have these right within iMessage.
0: Yeah, there's quite a few too. We also tried the uh checker game, even though that one it's kinda like the battleship version it within game pigeon. It takes a long time to get a game going because each turn's super quick. Like say you're in battleship, you launch your shot and then you have to send the message and then wait for the other person, and that whole big game board of Battleship is going to take a long time to get through, and if you ever start texting each other back and forth, that game window might be, get pushed up and you forget about where you were.
1: Right, yeah, and that for some reason, that Battleship seems like it's a ginormous board, and you have way too many ships that you got to destroy on the other player. Give me five ships and a smaller board, and hey, I don't. some of them will work better. I think, I mean, we're going to see this really kind of correct itself as as we go forward i mean these are the first intro games that have used this so i think you're gonna see a lot more of quicker faster games that you have maybe more meaningful turns or even if they're quick turns they're short games not longer drawn out games and that way it's always front and center in your message window and you don't Necessarily feel like it's gonna disappear off the screen and you're gonna forget it's even running. So it's cool that they've kind of created this. It's kind of confusing because how does this relate to like your game center stuff? And when does a developer decide to use this iMessage version of the game versus a full-on game center version where now you have multiple players? And it seems like it's not even the the multiple player thing's not even implemented the same way across developers. Because in this Game Pigeon game, if I start a pool game against Trevor and then I want to take my turn from my iPad instead of my iPhone – I can't. It says, you already have two players, you can't have any more players, yet it's our same message window, it's our same account. They didn't implement it that way, but I tried another game where it's like a kind of hangman game, and that I could switch between my devices, and it was a different developer, so it's kind of... I don't know how much rules are there for the developers to know exactly how to implement this, or if it's kind of a free-for-all, and you're not going to see the same kind of behavior across developers and and applications.
0: That's definitely a good question because that iCloud syncing is really important, especially with, I mean, your messages are synced on your devices, so the games within those should be synced. Like Words with Friends is interesting because how do you decide I'm going to play Words with Friends in iMessage versus playing Words with Friends in the Words with Friends app because you're already chatting with somebody through iMessage so it's neat to play the game right then and there rather than having a chat attachment to the Words with Friends game. But how do you decide especially because when I was playing the games the one thing I was hoping for was be able to play these games from the lock screen because you can reply to messages from the lock screen and you can view the game but if you actually tap the play button you have to use touch id so it's not fully more convenient you still have to open the messages apps instead of the words with friends apps
1: Ah, uh, okay yeah i didn't even try it from the lock screen that's a yeah that would be really nice if you could just do it right from the lock screen
0: yeah that way you'd seem to be able to play more because it's just super quick jump in like if you were even just playing tic-tac-toe or something
1: Right, right, yeah. And there's one uh, important thing we should mention with the in relation to like the stickers and even just like, uh, actually, we'll get to that other part in a second, but it, with the stickers themselves, some of these come as paid sticker packs that you can buy. Other ones come just for free if you happen to have, like, say you have uh, Fruit Ninja installed. They'll have stickers kind of related to that game, kind of like the keyboard. So, like, if you have an app that has a keyboard with it, of a sudden you'll have access to that keyboard while that app is installed. So some of these, you'll just by installing the game or having the game on your device, you'll be able to enable a keyboard, I mean a sticker pack that you'll now have access to. Other ones you're just outright buying the sticker packs. And for me, I think this is going to be the biggest revenue growth opportunity of iOS 10 are these sticker packs because I think people are going to be buying these things like crazy and they're like 99 cents to a buck 99 and companies are releasing 12 different packs some are releasing one pack with like a whole bunch of stickers and I think this is going to be the next big source of income because people are willing to buy these things and use them especially if you get one from your friend and you really like that sticker you're like hey where did you get that sticker I want that sticker and they're like oh I bought this pack for a buck 99 so now someone else is going to go Buy that pack, and it's going to be one of these viral things where it's just going to keep on spreading because people are going to see these in the messages and really want them for themselves.
0: Yeah, you have that App Store link right from messages,
1: right? Oh, and when, yeah, and that's the other thing. So, like, if it gives you the link right to the sticker pack with the game, where I started a game from this Game Pigeon with Trevor, and he didn't necessarily have Game Pigeon installed, or maybe it was vice versa it prompts you to, like, you just tap on the thing, and it brings you right to the App Store to download this game so that you can uh, join in and ha- take your turn. So it's seamless for the for the user. They don't have to find anything. It's all just linked, and they can just tap and get it without even having to think about it. And I, and especially where if you're going to be spending money, this is going to be a way that people are just going to quickly just impulse buys by these things, these sticker packs or whatever, just so they can have these quick little experiences right away.
0: And then Game Pigeon's free, and it's for iMessage only. And so beyond games, there's some neat utilities. There are updates to existing apps, but the first one's iTranslator that directly translates your text messages back and forth, right real-time in your chat window, so you don't have to go to a separate app and copy the text or whatever the case may be right there as you send your message. And as you receive messages, they're going to be translated.
1: Yeah. The cool thing about any of these apps that we're going to talk about is it's just a matter of installing the app and you get this kind of functionality within iMessage for free. And it just, it just works there and it allows you to share content like in a richer format and not have to exit iMessage to either like book tickets, plane tickets, or, or share movie times or, information from like imdb for movies you get all this stuff right within imessage as long as you've added these this functionality just by enabling these apps you probably already have installed already and it just it makes everything it just adds so much more power to imessage without the user having to to really do much
0: yeah i mean open table is really neat because all you have to do is back and forth to say, you know, what kind of food do you want, and then what time would be good. And you have this interactive display for each person to essentially vote. So you could have like four, or eight, whatever amount of people all vote to kind of nail down the decision and then reserve it right there without leaving messages and with your chat with all your different people.
1: Yeah, to, to be honest, I thought this looked kind of gimmicky when they were showing it uh, at the event for, uh, for iOS 10 when they were showing some of this stuff. But... In actually, once you get your hands on, it, you actually get to try it out and see how nice it is to have all this added functionality that other developers are providing for Apple for free. It's just a really neat way that they've set this up to to really expand iMessage without them having to do all the development and allowing the like the ingenuity of other developers to really shine through and really expand the platform.
0: And so the one thing you want to do if you really want these kind of apps as your old apps are updated is if you go to the app store within iMessage, the third tab is Manage, and from there you can turn on the toggle Automatically Add Apps. So that way, if one of your apps is updated, it's going to be added to iMessage without you having to do anything, though you do have the option to automatically toggle each individual one by yourself.
1: Right, yeah, so you want to do that auto-add-all, and then you can go back through and turn off any that you kind of find annoying or just don't use, so they're not another one you have to cycle through when you're going through everything. But yeah, I did that as well, where you just turn that on, and then any app, because you probably saw when you install iOS 10, if you haven't already, you probably have about 50, 60-plus apps that all have updates, ready to go. I think I had 59 on my iPad and another 60-something on my iPhone that all needed to get updated once I installed iOS 10. And it's just like a mass of... Some it's just compatibility, but other ones are adding this new iMessage information options to, to the app as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, even Fandango, it's like you mentioned about movie tickets. It's... I mean... It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to go here. Wait, let me look at Fandango and see what the time is, you know, right. I mean, and then i me, somebody, IMDb
1: yeah. is one of the best things ever, because how many debates do you have with someone like, no, I know it's this actor that was in that movie. And now you can just search IMDb right within your within the iMessage that you're already having this debate with the person anyways, and then post the, the IMDb thing for this particular movie or or person right within your iMessage, and then it's all there, and the person doesn't even need to leave, and you can prove your point that you knew what you're talking about.
0: Exactly, <laughs> and more and more of these apps are going to be, you know, implemented. Like even the ETA app, you can like say we're both going to go to a particular restaurant. You can say you can just send with one tap your current location. And then they do the same and you also you get, both get to see your relative ETA. So they might be 20 minutes out, you're 30 minutes out. And so you don't have to actually text any of these things. The apps are going to text this information. Like instead of looking what the sports score is, you just send the whole sports score and then it's updated live with an iMessage. So you're watching the game and you don't have to say, oh, look, it's 27 to 25 tune in right now. You can just go and it shows it and you can talk about the game right then and there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love these. I, I've just, the, the more you the, it shows up from just apps getting developed, the more and more I get excited about this particular feature, just because all of a sudden something new is there. Every It seems like every day, but uh, obviously we're in the early stages of everyone getting their updates pushed out. But it seems like there's just so many new things coming every day.
0: Yeah, I've been looking forward to more coming. Hopefully you own some of these apps and like some of these apps might be two ninety, like Sky Guide has a pretty neat version, but it's 299. It also is enhanced for 3D touch and it, it rich notification. So they're implementing multiple things into these apps as they go along. So it takes advantage of multiple iOS 10 features.
1: Right. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is going to be for the developers themselves to have... Uh, any kind of people to be able to find this stuff because I mean, we see the same problem with the Apple TV where it's just really difficult to find these new apps on the Apple TV, unless you're on the Apple TV looking for these particular apps. The same goes with this. Unless you go to that iMessage app store, you may not even realize that there's certain updates for, for apps to to add this functionality or it's something you, you don't own that you want to buy that has functionality. And I think discoverability is going to continue to be a problem. And I don't know how Apple is really going to broadcast these. Like these apps have new iMessage capabilities unless they do it on their main iTunes page and even then, it's just a short feature of a certain certain apps. Like there's, they need better ways of really highlighting that these are all the apps that have iMessage capabilities within them and allow you to search by that particular tag. And I'm hoping that we see as these become more and more popular, and more come out that they fi- add ways for you to be able to find this content easier.
0: Yeah, the first week is really cool because there's all those special featured sections. But you know, after that fades it's going to be really tough yes and i mean we went over quite a bit i think that covers everything
1: yeah i, th- I think that's pretty much all i could uh i, I mean just a couple other minor things i did notice were it looked like the just tweaks to the interface i did notice when i go delete apps or delete things the delete button's now on the right when you confirm instead of the left i could have sworn it always used to be on the left because that's where i want to go yeah they
0: switched it up because my thumb is going to that point
1: yes okay (laughs) so i'm not the only one who did that and then i already mentioned the awesome like search capabilities within photos now to really help you quickly find photos and that little memories thing we talked about previously where it kind of forms these little fun like slideshows of certain collections of videos and you can change the mood and change the the length of them those are super cool and super quick and easy and i oh i did notice on the ipad when you're in landscape mode the time is kind of shifted off to the side now and so it kind of gives it almost like a richer feel and you see all your notifications underneath it just a slight little tweak but it kind of gives it a little more i don't know it looks a little more formal and nicer Other than that, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything I had.
0: Yep, and we'll be sure to talk about any cool new iMessage apps that come out in the future because I think there's going to be apps and games specifically designed for iMessage rather than extensions of what we already have. Like, could you imagine if you played like a kind of like a Lifeline type of game together?
1: Oh, yeah, that would be kind of, that would yeah. be really neat. Yeah, yeah, because then you're kind of both embedded in this thing. Yeah, I there, it, that'll definitely have to be like a new section where we cover anything really interesting that comes out because I have a feeling, like you said, there's going to be a lot of development in that area.
0: Yep, and so that's pretty much everything for Episode 201. Brett, thanks again for joining me.
1: Yeah, it's always a pleasure.
0: To everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Talk to you later.